0: Ah, whiskey sick podcast episode number 70 all up in your motherfucking ass hit him with that theme music
1: About the draw outlines for these ladies I'm about to slay Got my cape on with some napalm Shots of days gone, then the game's on What you play, huh? Hard to get, awfully wet for all that dry hate Looking my way while your eyes say You and I may get off like a bright lane But I might strain, pull a lane with a migraine I'm a wrench to that ratchet bitch a bench For the acid offense with a ladder get up on it I said a wrench to that ratchet bitch a bench For the acid offense with a ladder get up on it Hello miss, like, what's your name? Such a shame, you don't drink, who's to blame? Cause I'm buying like I'm Cosby in the lobby of an AA Meeting on a payday, we can make it rain Even on a sunny day, what you say? You and I could run away, meet up when you drop that molly off. love like that you get Molotov while she's on the side, hating faded lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta Go, go ahead, push back, You gotta get up. I don't beg, but I ask now. Come on and get up. Motherland, show my hands out. You gotta get up. Stack got to man down. Motherfucker, get up. Go ahead, push back, You gotta get up. I don't beg, but I ask now. Come on and get up. Motherland, show my hands out. You gotta get up. Take step, got to man down. Why don't you get up?
0: Yo, welcome to Historic Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 70, motherfuckers, number 70, all up in your ass. I'm I'm sorry, I'm a little shook right now, sitting down to do the cast, and uh, some breaking news literally just came across my my little feed here. Uh, Breaking news, uh, the GOAT is back, Jason Witten. It's back for my D-Boys. See you motherfuckers in hell. That's all we were missing last year was Jason Witten, now a healthy uh, one year removed. Uh, he's back for the D-Boys to play tight end. See you in the motherfucking Super Bowl. Putting it on wax. Ju- uh, what, 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 what a June, what uh, was June? February 28th, I'm putting it on wax. The D-Boys are in the motherfucking Super Bowl. And we're going to add Earl Thomas in a couple weeks. Game over, motherfuckers. Your worst nightmare. Your worst nightmare, the day the D-Boys win the Super Bowl. Uh, all, my fa- all my fantastic listeners who hate the Dallas Cowboys uh, w- will leave the show and never return again because nobody will ever live it down when the D-Boys win the Super Bowl. Every fucking podcast from here on out, if the D- Cowboys pull this off, will be about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm telling you now, Jason Winton coming. Good. Cause he sounded half retarded. Uh, I was listen. I'm sorry. I know you're not allowed to say that word no more. He sounded half Down syndrome ish uh, on uh, Monday Night Football. I hated to admit it, um, but he he was uh, a little mealy mouth little motherfucker. He he just he he didn't have it. He was stumbling over words. Um, his uh, his a- 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 analytics were you know basically my level shit. And I'm stoned every time I'm watching football. So. Um, it, it wasn't a good look for him. Uh, it wasn't a great fit. And then on, plus on top of that, he's looking at this D-Boys team and, and no no bullshitting. If it wasn't for the refs, everybody talking about the refs versus the Rams in the uh, Saints game. What about the refs in the Cowboys-Rams game? Gave that shit away. Wouldn't you ever see somebody's own player, their own offensive lineman get credited for a sack? Homie was holding Dak Prescott up by himself and they called him sacked by his own motherfucking teammate on third and five. Which would have changed the motherfucking game we were about to score. So I don't want to hear that Saints bullshit. So we were just uh, some bullshit refs, some uh, Donahue's. Remember the NBA ref, uh, something Donahy? Uh, that motherfucker cheated um, back in 2002, the Sacramento Kings versus uh, Lakers in the uh, conference finals. The fucking Lakers had like 30 free throws and, and the Kings had none. And then after the game, everyone was saying that the refs were fixed, and it came out years later that actually was fixed, that Donahue and a bunch of other. That's the kind of shit that we're going to find out uh, in the future went on this year in the NFL, this past season. There was just some, some real solid fuckery going on. But the point is, back to the motherfucking point, I'm shot out of a cannon, homies. Back to the point is, uh, Witten was horrible at Monday Night Football. And he's the greatest tight end in the history of the game. So, come on back, D-Boys. Welcome back to where you belong. Uh, The postseason. Got a nice little postseason dub last year. Yes, we celebrate postseason dubs now. That's where we're at. I don't give a fuck. Gotta start somewhere, motherfuckers. And then we got fucking robbed. And now this, this is gonna push us over the edge. Go get Earl Thomas. Game over, motherfucker. I heard reports last year that... Um, Jason Garrett was trying to get, um, Whitten to come out of the booth and come out of retirement in the middle of the season. I thought he was wilding, but listen, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Monday night football wasn't going to sign him back or was going to pull one of those, you know, it didn't really work out kind of deals. And so he said, fuck it. I'll just go play football again. Either way, I don't give a fuck. I, I love I love Jason Witten. He's still, uh, uh, forty 80-year-old uh, Witten is still better than 40-year-old or 20-year-old whoever the fuck, fucking just murdered that fucking Eminem line. 80-year-old me is better than 20-year-old you. I'd rather be 80-year-old me than 20-year-old you. Something like that. You know I'm talking about that kill shot shit. Anyways, lest I digress, welcome to Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number seven. I be that homie, Seth Gecko. A.K.A. Moody Hank. And uh, it, it's good to be back. Um, as you know, uh, you know I've, uh, as I've documented, I became a, a pappy recently. Um, and the trials and tribulations since then have, have been great. Uh, it's been difficult. Uh, as I told you last, um, last week, uh, the Triple Chant, that's what we, we dubbed them. Uh, we're aiming for weight classes, uh, titles at uh, 145, 155, and 170 or whatever they may be by the time he's ready to go at it. We're aiming for Conor McGregor Jr. Uh, that's who we want. Uh, that's who we're training for. And, uh, you know, training camp didn't get off uh, to a, as smooth a start as I, as I anticipated. And my triple champ, as I dubbed him last week, was the participation champ. Uh, but he's making strides. He's making strides. We were, we were uh, drilling uh, triangle chokes on his little, uh, his little stuffed animals. We're drilling some triangle chokes. He's starting to get that. He's learning guard. He's learning to keep a nice, tight, closed guard. Um, and so it's coming along. But uh, now Papa Gecko has, has taken his uh, his leave. Uh, and now i will be full-time Papa Gecko for a few months. And, and so shit's about to get really real. But on the positive side, homies, I get to fucking maybe bust out a few more of these uh, podcasts every once in a while today. Um, we shipped... We ship the family out again, like I did a couple weeks ago. Uh, take your ass on the Sea World. It's a beautiful day in San Diego. Uh, we're, we're approaching 65 degrees. Not a fucking cloud in the sky. All you other motherfuckers um, out there on the East Coast and the Mid-Mid East and the Midwest and shit freezing your motherfucking bitties off. I'm over here fucking wearing tank tops, uh, Chonclas. chonies. In fucking February, think about that. I'm Chonklas and chonied out in motherfucking February. Look at you, That's San Diego for you, motherfuckers. Anyways, we got a, we got some, we got some shit on deck today, man. We got some shit on deck. We got some some serious fight news that that just broke out. Um, you know, not a, um, uh, yeah. See, I'm sending out this uh, breaking news to everybody in there. Uh, they're reacting, calling, uh, you know, I expect dry hate when I when I sent out this Witten text. You know, I wanted to be the first to break this news like I'm Adam Schefter or some shit. You know, that's how it is. You try to read the shit first and then try to send it to all the homies to act like you 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 heard it from the ho- Like Jason Witten told me he was coming out of retirement. That's how I'm sending this shit out. Like, I got the inside scoop. Like, me and him are homies. Hey, just so you know, Witten's coming back. But now the dry hate's rolling in. Uh, all the laughing, all all, all, all the bullshit, I get it. You know, after my Pelicans pick, uh, who got their ass kicked last night by the fucking shitty-ass Lakers, uh, not really got their ass kicked, but, um, you know, we, we've been trying to, as has been documented, trade AD to the LA Sparks, and that hasn't really worked out, so we've kind of just been playing them here and there. I say just let the motherfucker play. It's embarrassing sitting them down, you know, halfway through the third quarter with 22 points. I mean, you're sitting down a dude through three quarters who scored 22 points. Come on. Just leave them out there and win some motherfucking games. We ain't tanking. Motherfuckers ain't here to, to, to fucking tank. All those other players aren't guaranteed a roster spot next year. They're playing for the motherfucking jobs. Tank these nuts on your motherfucking chin. If you want to be tanking something, you're out of your goddamn mind. We ain't tanking. Just put AD in there. Anyways, my Pelicans pick at the beginning of the year. They started at 4-0 and now they're fucking trash. Um, so after that, after that grand, bold prediction where I said that the Pelicans would be in the NBA Finals, uh, nobody's giving your boy a shot. Um, I feel like Rudy uh, from that fucking old movie, uh, Me Against the World shit. Uh, but that's fine. We're going to make our comeback. Uh, we're going to make our comeback, um, you know, just like yeah, our man Bob Craft is going to have to make a comeback. Uh, well, I, I got you, motherfucker. I I, I love me some Bob Craft. Um, what else we got on deck? We got R. Kelly. You fucked, son. You fucked. You fucked. You really done fucked up now, homie. You got away with it and kept, hey, we coming for you today. Uh, Ja Rule, uh, straight embarrassing his motherfucking self some more. Hopefully, y'all have had the uh, chance to take me up on that. uh, Okay, here comes some hate. Uh, Okay, okay. Okay, okay, motherfuckers hating. Let the hate, let the hate fucking, I don't care. I feed off this shit. it, It soaks into my pores. It gives me energy like photosynthesis. The hate, I love it. The drier, the better. I want that shit. Sahara Desert hate. Dry, chafey hate. I love it. Dandruff type hate. Send it. It's on wax, motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck about that Pelicans uh, uh, prediction. It's on motherfucking wax. What else we got? Ja Rule making an ass out of his motherfucking self. Jesse Smollett finally getting his motherfucking name right. And it's Jussie Smollett. It's with a U. Um, Jussie. Um, Motherfucker going to jail. Same motherfucking booking room as R. Kelly. What the fuck is going on there? You know, Smolet in- into some uh, weird, you know, gay shit, and uh, you know, who the fuck knows what R. Kelly's into. So that's a match made in heaven. Heaven, maybe they're cellmates, bunkmates, whatever the fuck. So we can get into that. Um, we got we got a huge, huge. We're gonna start with the fucking fight talk though, cause we gotta get this back. Uh, uh, Back on uh, back on track. Oh, in abducted in plain sight. I got my little notes over here. I'm gonna go into abducted in plain sight. That's a documentary on uh, on uh, Netflix. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, a lot of people talking about that shit. Um, this motherfucker, uh, th- this motherfucker right here, in abducted in plain sight. This shit's gonna blow your motherfucking mind. Uh, so spoiler alert for that shit because I'm coming deep on that shit, literally figuratively. Uh, I'm going deep, motherfuckers. Um, Fuck out. So, yeah, let's get into some fight talk. This is a motherfucking major card um, that's going down um, this weekend. This on Saturday. I would have expected this type of card to be like July or some shit. Um, But we'll get into what's rumored to be the July card here in a minute. But we got, uh, what is this? UFC 235. That's this Saturday. We got John Jones versus uh, Anthony Smith. I was going to call him Adam Smith. I don't know. He has, uh, I don't, look. He's going to get his ass kicked. We'll just start right there with this this fight card. Uh, John Jones versus Anthony Smith. Um, this is just a... Uh, um Really another warm-up fight. Another easy... I, I like Anthony Smith. At least he's going to come. I'm going to tell you right th- right now. He's going to come forward. He's not going to be afraid. The key to Anthony Smith uh, to at least, you know, trying to get this into the deeper rounds, the later rounds, um, and not getting his ass KO'd, uh, TKO'd real early in the fight is to be aggressive, but don't run forward like you do. Don't run across the cage throwing fucking punches. You got to be strategic. You got to go and put pressure on him, but you can't chase him around. You can't chase John Jones around the cage like you chase all these other monsters motherfuckers around the cage, uh, kind of like uh, Tiago Santos tends to do sometimes, they're saying that maybe he's next for the winner of this fucking fight, which is going to be John Jones, uh, you know, interesting, when you got guys with power like Anthony Smith uh, and, and Tiago Santos, anything can happen in those fights, but those dudes have, uh, they lack a little bit of, of technical, uh, you know, Anthony Smith can be technical, but sometimes when he starts throwing uh, multiple combinations of punches, it gets sloppy and it turns into like chasing fighters, and, and he gets away with it, and so does Tiago Santos. Santos, you'll see him, you know, literally sprinting across the cage throwing punches. Uh, That shit isn't going to work against a John Jones. That shit's not going to work at the highest, highest level. It'll get you pretty far, um, but it won't get you to the elite uh, championship level. Maybe it's enough to get you a title shot because the 205-pound division is trash, basura uh, right now, Uh, Garbino Garbage. uh, There's not a whole lot going on there. So basically why Anthony Smith's even getting a shot right now is because, well, there's nobody else. Um... Let's see this guy. Uh, I know he's won a few fights in a row. Um, I know Tiago Santos, who I just mentioned, uh, actually beat uh, Anthony Smith, if I remember correctly, a while ago. A few years ago. Um, Trying to get this guy's fucking record. I know he knocked out... Um, Mauricio Shogun, Shogun Hua recently who who can still scrap you know you can say what you want uh, but let's see yeah he beat Mar- Mauricio Shogun Hua. oh he bo- beat Uzdemir. that's right that that was his last fight in October he fought Ustamir, and um he subbed him I don't, I don't remember him subbing him I thought I knew he finished him he beat him down uh very good fight you know um, just I guess Anthony Smith by by uh, default is, is getting this title shot weird looking dude Um kind of creepy he looks like i don't know he looks like he'd be you know house of a thousand corpses or some shit like that like he, he's you could make him into like dr satan or something he's got a weird like deformity or some shit i don't mean to make fun of it it's just you know i, I just noticed it looking at his motherfucking picture he he looks uh, a little funky but hey um he's got a puncher's chance um but John Jones is gonna—he's uh, gonna handle that pretty easily. He might even take his time with it, like he did against uh, OSP that one time when he just didn't want to finish OSP. He just felt sorry for the fucking guy and just let him last all that time. Um, um, oh, here, here's the hey. Let me just read some. Li- you know, I'm all over the board. I get it. You know, listen. You listen to the Whiskey Sick podcast, you know this this is some scatterbrain shit. You know, you should know it's ten seventeen AM in Dago Bitch, California time. And I'm already gone off that sticky motherfucking icky. Uh, already, you know, sipping my coffee, about to move on into the in, into some uh, some whiskey. Um why the fuck they want his old ass back? Fucking Buster's addition by subtraction. Bringing back a 40-year-old washed up has has been imposter analysis announcer. Homie is a reality TV star. It's the homie Dunny with the real-time, real-time wit and hate. I sent this out as, as like a, a carrot dangling in front of the donkey. Uh, it was bait. I wanted to lure. It was troll bait. I wanted to le- I wanted to lure the trolls from under the motherfucking bridge. So I left the bait out, and these motherfuckers came scrambling, came scrambling out the woodworks like I expected. Gonna join the Olympics, Carl Lewis ass homies, some old Jesse so. Suss- <laughs> uh, so Jesse Owens. All I thought he was doing was Jesse Smollett. Fucking pathetic, homie. Go ahead and add Earl Thomas two, aka Bob Sanders 2.0. Fools play plays about three games a year. Trash. You don't mean any of that. Um, cute. You know, must be on his 15-minute fucking break right now. His first break right now. Dunny out there in the uh, sitting in the handicap uh, shitter stall on his 15-minute break. Uh, dry hating on your boy Seth Gecko. Uh, good luck, Dunny. Good luck. Um, I can see that it hurts you. I see a lot of defensiveness in this. I see a lot of jealousness. Um... We all know Antonio Gates. These motherfuckers are Charger fans, by the way. We know Antonio Gates is just a, uh, you know, the fucking true value brand. Jason Witten ain't really, you know, he's the he's the fucking Kirkland brand. He ain't he ain't the real deal. Um, and we've been seeing that full struggle. So you know, Witten's gonna come back and 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 he wants his record back, um, which uh, Kelsey just broke uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs this last year. So he's he's gonna come out here and, and do his thing. Let the hate. Let the hate. Uh, Marinate. That's what I say. Let the hate marinate, motherfuckers. Bring it on. I love it. I feed off of it. Back to these fights, homies. The undercard we got Tyron Woodley or yeah, Tyron Woodley versus Kamaru Usman, aka the uh worst fight in the history. Look, I like my man Tyron Woodley. Uh, he's he's a motherfucker. He's got a huge right hand that nobody can seem to solve. But he is consistently in the worst title fights of all time. Consistently, he was in two trash ass fights against Wonder Boy. He was in the worst title fight of all time against Damian Maya. And this. This matchup right here might even... I'm telling you, homies, uh, get your motherfucking uh, Randy Couture on during this motherfucking fight. Just beat your dick, silly, because uh, this shit is going to be boring as a motherfucker. Um, go out into the into the backyard with the homies and, and light your bowls up and, and get ready for the main event, because uh, this shit is going to be a, a snooze motherfucking fest. Um, unfortunately... Um, all that's available for title fights really right now are people who who are just kind of boring ass fighters if it wasn't this guy it was that that uh Sid from Toy Story, looking ass motherfucker, uh, Kobe Covington, uh, and and that's just as boring too. So a- anybody fighting Tyron Woodley is gonna have a hard time. They're not gonna be able to take him down, and it's gonna be hard to you know get past his. He's so fast, he's so quick with his hands, and that right hand is like a motherfucking piston. It's just tough to get around. You seen him? You saw what he did to uh, uh, Darren Till, but Darren Till fought like a baby back bitch in his fight. He didn't even let his hands go. He literally threw no punches, zero. He threw as many punches as I did against Tyron Woodley. Uh, in that first round which was zero um can't do that shit Kamaro Usman's gonna struggle for takedowns his stand-up is is, is trizzy trash um listen I wouldn't say this like I said before I would not say this shit to his motherfucking face um no fucking way but uh his hands are Garbino they're garbage. Uh, it, it, it it's it is what it is, and, and just like Kobe Covington's hands are are weak, Kobe Covington's effective because his gas tank is crazy, and he's able to push a really crazy pace. Kamara Usman could do that. You're gonna see a lot of stalls against the cage. Um, you're gonna see a lot of failed takedowns, and and then uh, eventually Kamara Usman. You know, listen, you, they're both dope wrestlers. Tyron Woodley's a better wrestler because I mean he 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 wrestled at division one. I. I think Kamara Usman was a motherfucker, but he was in division two. Uh, there is a big difference in that. Shit, that's like G League versus the NBA, you know, like that's a big difference in the competition you're facing every day. But let's just say, though, the wrestling uh, washes his, e- each other out, then it comes to just a stand up, a boring stand up fight because Tyron Woodley isn't a combination striker, he's a one punch striker, a uh, weak jab and a huge right hand, and uh, one twos. Ad- that's it, and same with Kamara Usman, he's awkward as fuck, uh, and not in a good way. He, he looks off balance, he I think he's southpaw. Um, Really, his hands aren't that good. He does have a couple knockouts, I believe, recently. But that was just, listen, he wasn't fighting great dudes. Um, I'm going to take Tyron Woodley just because when it comes to the stand-up, he just is better. He did knock down uh, Wonder Boy, almost finished Wonder Boy twice in their fight. Um, He did knock out Darren Till. He did knock out Robbie Lala with those right hands. And just when it comes down to it, uh, he's just a better striker. And it's going to come down to striking with the wrestling... uh, 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 Washing each other out. So that's a golden pick right there. There's no way I can lose on that. Tyron Woodley's gonna. I hope to God, Tyron Woodley. Because you imagine Kamara Usman with the fucking belt? Boring ass shit. Boring ass shit. But at least then Ben Askren would fight for the title. Robbie Lawler versus Ben Askren. That brings me to this shit. Listen, I'm gonna shock the world. I'm going Robbie Lawler. Why? Uh, Listen. I think his wrestling is good enough to, to stalemate. I've seen I've seen a couple Ben Askren fights over there when he's fighting in Vietnam or or, or the fucking wherever the Congo, the jungle, wherever the fuck he was fighting in over in the, uh, Asia or wherever the fuck he was fighting North M one. What was the shit uh, one one FC? Uh, fighting nobodies at 1FC. Um, I've seen him struggle a couple times, and those were in fights where he couldn't get takedowns. He couldn't secure a takedown. Uh, he shoots from way far out. He's very If he gets a hold of you at all, if he grabs your motherfucking ankle, you're going down to the ground. But sometimes he just can't get some somebody down in a, in a fight, and then his stand-up, and his stand-up is not very good. He trains with very good uh, gym um, in Wisconsin with... Uh, uh what, what 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 uh duke rufus he's with duke rufus training with uh uh um um homeboy uh Pettis Anthony Pettis and, and with uh Tyron Woodley um but his his hands have never come he's just a guy that gets you down on the ground he's he's very good he he's he's got great control from top game I think Robbie Lawler is going to be able to keep this standing enough I know sometimes he does get taken down and, and he might be in some trouble there but I don't really see Ben Askren's ground and pound really being I see Robbie Lawler being able to stand up and shuck off a couple of these takedowns and and, and land in some big time hands Askren is very vulnerable on his feet if he has to stay there for any given periods of time I'm talking about like a minute it's gonna be it's he's gonna eat some big punches Robbie Lawler needs to come out and stay aggressive not worry no show no respect to those takedowns that's what you got to do he's gonna get them anyways but you gotta you just got to go out there literally old school style sprawl and brawl Robbie Lawler type shit you cannot sit on the back you cannot sit there uh, and, and and be defensive uh, worried about the fucking takedowns? You're just gonna get outpointed, just like everybody does against Ben Askren. Uh, ben Askren is dope. I'm glad he's here. Um, but I think I don't know something about it. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go take fucking Robbie Lawler on that shit. But th- th- those three fights right there are fucking fire. Those three fights right there are fucking fire. Tisha Torres versus uh, Whaley Zhang. I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, we'll take Tisha Torres. Um, Cody Garbrandt versus Pedro Munoz. Um that's a hell of a fucking fight right there. Um, where the fuck are the rest of these motherfucking fights? we the undercard on this shit. Um I'm gonna take Ooh, I don't know who I'm I'm gonna take Cody Garbrandt. I think he's just he's super aggressive. Um, super aggressive and and you know, he puts his punches together well. Um he does leave himself uh open, which is why how he got uh you know, hit up on um by TJ a couple times. He did he did knock TJ down in the first fucking fight that they that they had, but the second one, those wide punches, they get beat by punches down the middle. And so uh, I'm going to take that's how he got, you know, exposed against TJ. Um but I think his output anything other than TJ, I think TJ is just his uh, uh his kryptonite really. It's just a a terrible matchup for um for uh Cody Garbrandt. The footwork is too much. Um Kind of kind of got stalled out on what he wanted to do. Kind of mesmerized by what uh, TJ was doing in those fights. But I think this is a good comeback fight for him. Um, trying to get these motherfucking... How do you get the whole card up? I just want to see the whole card. Oh, prelims. Here we go. Uh, then we got Jeremy Stevens versus Zabit Med Sharipov. Woo! You got fucking Abe Lincoln, the vampire killer. Uh, Zabit... Magomed Sharipov, look at him, this motherfucker's the, uh, the Abe Lincoln vampire killer versus my man, Dago representative, Jeremy Little Heathen Stevens. I'm going to take Jeremy Stevens on this shit. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't really uh, uh, impressed with uh, Zabit's last fight. I think he fought, uh, what was that kid's name? Um... Uh, I forget the homie's name, um, really good fight, they had like fight of the night, but I wasn't impressed with uh, Zabit in, in, in his last fight because he was taking a lot of punishment, he was standing in front, uh, flat footed, uh, no footwork, uh, who did he fight, uh, oh yeah, he Bosniak, Kyle Bosniak, but that was not his last fight, he beat uh, a guy named Davis I don't know who his name is, uh, who who the fuck that is. But that Magomed Shripov, uh versus uh, Bokniak, uh, Kyle Bokniak, uh, that was a hell of a fight, and that showed a lot of holes in, in Zabit's game. Um, but um, I'm gonna take Little Heathen Stevens just because he can bang. He's gonna test that chin out on Magomed, and he's gonna he's gonna um, he's gonna come straight forward. He's gonna put pressure on it. I don't think Zabit does very well with, with pressure. He likes to maintain his distance. He likes to sp- throw spinning strikes, um, lots of kicks and stuff like that. If Le- Little Heathen can get inside, stay inside, um, like Kyle Bakniak did when he he stayed inside on him and he just showed him no respect. He got hit with a couple. Bakniak got hit with a couple spinning uh, sidekicks and shit, but he was so close that they didn't get there. Full um, extension on those kicks and and, and nullifies them. It, you don't really take nearly as much damage, and that's what Jeremy Stevens does. The closer you stay to this beat, the the um, safer you're gonna be in that fight. Um, it feels when you when you're actually sparring and shit like that, sometimes you you feel when you're close to somebody, you feel nervous. You know, it feels like it's not the safest place to be. But a guy like Magomed and a guy like um, Edson Barbosa, those are guys you have to stay. You have to stay in their face because if you give them any any room at all, they're gonna spin on you, and, and, and they can they can turn it into a sidekick. They can turn turn it into a fucking wheel kick. They can they, they're gonna make you look stupid. So Jeremy Stevens is the perfect type of fighter to stay right in the face of, of Zabit and, and put the pressure on him. Um, Jeremy Stevens lost his last fight to Aldo, got hit with that body shot, but before that, they you know he he was going toe to toe with him. Uh, so he can bang with the top notch dude. We're gonna find out a lot about Zabit if he's the real deal, um, or you know he's you know he's not. Um, Johnny Walker, that's the dude's name, dopest name in MMA, Johnny Walker, uh, dude's a monster, I'll take him over at Karuknikov. uh, Kirk Kuznov. Misha is his first name, not Tate, uh, Alejandro Peros, Cody St- Staman. Diego Sanchez is fighting Mickey Gall, I'll take Mickey Gall all day on that shit, uh, not that I like that motherfucker, but he, come on, Diego's just, you know, Diego won his last fight and he looked good, but damn, he's been around a long time, your boy, Moody Hank, back in the day, true story, Let's take a trip down memory lane while we're here. Um, when I used to train at City Boxing way back in the day, um, Diego Sanchez first left Albuquerque, New Mexico to come train a, in in San Diego. I think it was Alliance. I think when Alliance just got started. Anyways, he came to City Boxing one time, and they put in uh, a bunch of, bunch of people to spar with him, like three-minute rounds, but it was like literally a new fighter every time. There was a fresh fighter going in every single round against him, and it was just kickboxing. I was literally like the tent This dude did round after round after round. They needed somebody else to do a round, so they let me get in there. I, I got in there with Diego Sanchez back in the day. Um, did okay. He stuffed. He 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 snuffed your boy. That was in my early days. I wasn't very good. He snuffed me out with with several. He southpaw with several straight lefts. Um, but I landed a lot of leg kicks on him. That was a problem for him. Um, that they were trying to work on, and I was landing a lot of leg kicks. That's pretty much all I landed on him. But it, it was a fun three minutes. He did land a lot of left hands on me. Um, he's he's a monster um and and he's still you know he's one of the ogs he's the original ultimate fighter dude he was in the first ultimate fighter and he's still here doing the goddamn thing so diego sanchez is a fucking it hurts me to pick against him albuquerque 505 uh breaking bad state uh your boy moody hanks got ties up the wazoo to albuquerque new mexico the whole family's out there so shout out to 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 the to the gecko family in, in albuquerque um Hopefully, I'm wrong on this, but it's just a bad matchup. Mickey Gall is actually a very, very solid fighter, and and his his grappling is 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 a problem. His striking probably not good enough to to bang with the top top dudes, but he he's definitely good enough to to make some interesting matchups and, and to test a lot of these young fighters coming up and shit. He's a young fighter coming up, um. So that's that shit. Uh, let let's save this shit before I lose. It. All right, I'm back. Um, quick correction. I just thought of it while I was, uh, while I was Googling some shit. It wasn't, uh, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey from KC who got the, uh, uh, most receptions by a tight end in a single season. It was actually that, uh, fuckboy Zach Ertz for the, uh motherfucking pussy-ass eagles uh we don't fuck with them it was it was Zach Ertz, so we're coming back for that fucking title um the hate is still raining and i i i fucking love it. It, it it keep it coming homies keep it motherfucking coming uh let's moving right along uh oh no actually we had a couple more fights to talk about real quick we had um connor versus cowboy cerrone has been rumored for july 6th cowboy cerrone posted some shit um yesterday um Nothing official. Uh, he may be jumping the gun on this, but what a fucking card that would be! The Fourth of July card is going to be Conor McGregor. Could be Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. Listen, if you would have asked me like two, three years ago, after um, Connor, even right after Conor fought uh, Floyd Mayweather, I would have told you this was an easy dub for Conor McGregor. It was a perfect matchup for him—a guy who doesn't move very well. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone doesn't. He doesn't have footwork. He stands right in front of you. He stands straight up. Real tall, head on a fucking totem pole. It doesn't fucking move. You know where it is. It's easy to hit. This is tailor-made for Conor McGregor uh, to just get a, a really um, impressive fucking victory like he did against um, where he won the fucking title. I forget that homie just went to 1FC or Bellator or some shit, too. I don't even remember. 1FC, I think. Uh, Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez. Um, easy to fucking hit. Uh, but But I don't know, man. I'm going to save my pick for this shit. I got to analyze a little bit more because right now what I've seen from Conor McGregor and they just released some uh, some shit on his on 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 Twitter, on Instagram, some some footage of him sparring and I didn't think he looked impressive at all. Um, he's reaching with his left hand. He's still reaching with his left hand. All he likes to throw is his left hand now, and he reaches for it, and he leads with his head uh, before his left hand, and, and he's kind of out over his front leg, his lead leg. Um, he's not throwing combinations. He's not moving like he used to. He's not uh, moving off of his hands. And you know, Go, go look at his very first fight um, in, in the UFC. I forget uh, the, the homie that he fought, but if you go back and look at Conor McGregor, even when he fought against Max Holloway right after that, it was the second fight I think he fought, Max Holloway, He's moving off of punches. He's 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 creating angles. He's, he's using his jab. He's throwing combinations, three, four punch combinations. He's in and out movement like you saw against Aldo when he's had that. He doesn't really have that anymore. He's just really, after all these knockouts, he's kind of like his own enemy now. He's his own worst enemy because now he's just falling in love with his left hand. He literally, if you saw him against Khabib, he didn't, the only jab, the, his lead hand, the only thing he did was really just hold it out as like a measuring tool, as like a, a almost like a like a frame just using it as a frame to kind of as, as almost like a defense and then just tried to throw right uh straight left hands behind it and it just it wasn't going to work Khabib blasting him with a fucking huge right hand and sat him on his ass and really Khabib had the best of all, all the exchanges he he did the most damage on, on his feet so connor has got to get back into into using the kicks he's got to get back like when he fought um uh, Chad Mendez, when he when he came out and started throwing all those spinning sidekicks, those took a lot out of Chad Mendez. Chad Mendez can say whatever he wants to this day about not being in shape, taking the fight on 10 days' notice or whatever. I ain't buying that shit. That motherfucker was taking uh, spinning sidekicks to the to the fucking gut. He was taking snap kicks to the fucking gut. Those hurt and those take a lot. Uh, uh, take your legs out. It, it, it kills your cardio. It drains you. Um, and if Connor can get to that level where he's mixing it up, mixing it up. It's good for him, but a guy like Cowboy Cerrone is going to be able to take some damage and keep coming forward like he did in his last fight against that Hernandez kid. Um, he was getting lit up. I'll tell you right now, Donald Cowboy Cerrone looked like trash in his last fight, even though he, he finished the kid, which is crazy. Um, but that kid was getting off on him early, and, and, and Cowboy just looked slow. Uh, there's no movement. He, he wasn't able to avoid strikes at all. Um so, uh, you know, if Conor can land that left hand a couple times, it could be like the Darren Till fight. Now, if you look at the Darren Till fight, the kind of Conor McGregor and Darren Till have kind of similar emotions and, and they have similar setups, um, both wide shouldered. It could be a problem if if Conor is, is, is smart. He's studying that fight because they have a very similar style. Um, if you look at um, Darren Till and, and Conor McGregor, so. If he if he can push him up against the cage and, and get inside, use the elbows and and, and just make it dirty, he, you know and, and just put the hands, put the pressure on Cowboy, and move Cowboy backwards. He's gonna he's gonna have a good night. But if Cowboy can can survive early and then just start moving forward and just start start fucking Terminator uh, uh walking him down, it's gonna be a long night for Conor McGregor because I'll tell you what, this dude Cowboy Cerrone, not ever once have you ever seen him tired in any fight. He's not gonna get tired ever. Conor McGregor will. After two rounds, Conor McGregor's going to be fucking gassed. And that's, you know, Nate Diaz. um, You saw each each one of those fights. So, um, sick fucking fight. After that, you got Max Holloway versus uh, Dustin Poirier. This is actually a rematch. I don't know if motherfuckers remember. But Dustin Poirier, I think, choked Max Holloway out back in the day. I can't remember what the choke was. I want to say it was like a a Darce or something i want to say he, i want to say it was a Dars choke because early on in dustin uh poirier's career he was getting a lot of Dars chokes that's like his favorite choke and this is going to be for the 155 pound who gives a fuck belt uh this is this is one of those uh Tyco toys r us belts um uh, wwe belts that you can get uh it's for an interim title interim titles don't mean shit um it, Technically, Tony Ferguson still still has a, 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 well, they took it away from him, but at one point had an interim title. Kobe uh, Covington owns an interim title. These shits ain't nothing. Um, Tony Ferguson turned this fight down because he's like, fuck it, I've won 12 straight fights. I want to fight for the real belt. At first, I was kind of like, you bitch you, but then I kind of was like, ah, oh, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Yeah, you should actually, if they made this fight for the actual belt since, I mean, could you strip Khabib? I don't know, I think you could because he's suspended for jumping over that fucking cage and now he can't fight until like November or October or something like that, he's suspended like nine months, so really you wouldn't be able to get him into a fight until like October, November, so maybe you strip him because his conduct is why he's not able to fight, it's not because he's injured or anything like that, it's because his conduct after a fight is why, maybe then you could strip him, but I don't think you want to strip him, Uh, he probably would never come back and fight, and you really want Khabib to come back and fight because there's some good fucking matchups for Khabib. Khabib, uh, GSP, um, he just said he's retiring, but, uh, you know, Khabib was trying to get that fight, Khabib versus Ben Askren could be out there in the works someday, you know, that's a, that's a hell of a fucking matchup, um, Khabib versus Tony, we still gotta see that shit, so, this is you know fuck a belt but you know it's cool that Max Holloway's coming up to 155 to fight Dustin Poirier get a little revenge I would have liked to see somebody like Cerrone versus Max Holloway that's a very interesting fight to me um and then you give a guy like Cerrone coming off of a big win uh, a chance to own earn a belt you know over Dustin Poirier Dustin Poirier didn't he, he had to drop his last fight remember he was supposed to fight Nate Diaz um this past fall, you was supposed to fight Nate Diaz, and he had to drop the fight, and now he's in a title fight. Um, they said that Nick, uh, Nate Diaz was just fucking around and never really going to fight in that fight anyways, but still, he, he's the one that you, you remember dropping the fight. But anyways, two dope fights uh, uh, announced, kind of. Um, maybe it won't be in July for Conor versus Cowboy, but I guarantee you that's the fucking fight to make. That's the only fight that makes sense for either one of those fucking guys. Moving right along. Shit, where do I want to go from here, man? Let's talk about this. Um, uh, let's see. Shit, you know what? Let's let's uh, Bob Craft. The fuck it. Let's go with Bob Craft. So many fucking titillating uh topics to uh, discuss right now. Bob Craft, my man, my mellow, my mellow, my man. Uh, last week I was talking about his Super Bowl. Him and him and uh, Tom Brady finally making out um, after their sixth Super Bowl win. Thought it was six Super Bowl wins too late for them to be making out, but uh, we we accepted it nonetheless. Um, and then we found out that this motherfucking Bob Kraft is—he's is, 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 really your average Joe, man. He's really—he's really just like us. You know, you can say what you want. Uh, homie got caught up uh, at the Rub and Tug, at the at the local handy spot um, on the day of the AFC Championship game. Now I don't know if it was before or after the game. Either way, homie rolled up into the the, the Happy Ending uh, Parlor uh, and, and got his uh, his duck sicked, uh, real proper, real nice. I guess apparently he was rolling up in there uh, beforehand, getting some handies. Um, Listen, I know when this news came out, everybody, every, like, almost, I would say, not every, but i say a solid 80% of the male population was like, who gives a fuck? So what? You know, and they had their old ladies, like, looking over their shoulder, kind of, like, eyeing them because I think everybody's been to a fucking uh, rub-and-tug spot. Not your boy, but I know a lot of people have. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he he's in there getting fucking rubbed and tugged before, after games, big games, you know. This dude getting tugged off. Getting wanked off in like Miami. And then the same day flying. Where did they play? To KC. The same day. It was either before or after the game. One or the other. If he's getting the pre-game handy. In Miami. Then hopping on the PJ. And flying to fucking Kansas City. For AFC championship game. Fully drained. Freshly drained. Maybe flying back after the game. To celebrate with another handy. I mean dude. The, the 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 guy i mean look we all know this shit should be legal already anyways it's just like marijuana prostitution is just like marijuana i'm i'm, I'm going to go there motherfuckers why is this shit illegal you got a young lady who who wants to use her talents her god given gifts to make money and you have clientele people who can't get no ass some some of them some of them are are dudes that have no other choice in life the only way they can get ass is to go pay for it and look, if I was one of those dudes, I'd go pay for that shit. If I couldn't get no ass ever, and the only way I could do it was to to, to charge it to the game, <coughs> to to hit them up with the PayPal account. Uh, that's the only way to fucking to, to to get my fucking rocks off, like for real, without you know buying some kind of uh, robotic doll or some shit. Uh, those, those new dolls are, are, are fucking crazy. We, we've, we've gone into that on the Whiskey Sick Podcast. I mean, they have little heaters and shit, so you, when, you, when you fuck it, it's actually warm and shit. I mean, that's how real these, these fucking dolls are getting. But look, it's still a doll, and you still feel like a sick motherfucker when you know damn well you're chilling in your pad by yourself fucking a doll. So, of course, you're going to go and fucking drop 100 uh, on, on getting your fucking domed dome sick real nice. Of course you're gonna fucking do that, and you should be able to do that. You can do it in Nevada. You can go to the Bunny Ranch. You can get you you can get your brains fucked. Um... You know, some people keep their marriages together that way. They go and you know keep it, keep it under wraps, and you know do it on the on the DL. The, this is what used to be Craigslist. Craigslist was legalized prostitution basically, and that's why they had to shut it down because you can go on there and it was just nothing but and back pages too. Uh, this real sick motherfuckers going on back pages. Uh, you you motherfucker, if you've been on back page and and and, and woo. You howling at the moon? You some wild motherfuckers, man! You just, just, just stick to the Craigslist, the old school Craigslist shit. Um, but you, you, you had Bettys on there all the, the whole time, offering their services and shit. It should be legal. It's just tax it if you want to. Think of, if if you see like Colorado and California and you know Washington, all these areas that have legalized marijuana, and you see what it's done to their economy. It's blown up. They're bringing in all kinds of dough for their city and shit. Think what legalized prostitution would be. Now, I know work production, you know, a lot of lot of people calling out sick every day, um, especially on day one. Can you imagine day one of legalized prostitution? Let's just say here in California, nobody's going to work. Uh, ladies are going to be uh, having their fucking husbands dropping pins all goddamn day long trying to find out where the fuck they at. You at the Purple Church, motherfucker? Why the fuck you at the Purple Church at 1.15 in the afternoon, motherfucker? It's already past your l- motherfucking lunch break. Why the fuck you at the Purple Church? Listen, I'm telling you, day one, the whole, it might, might as well be, you know, they have the government shutdown. You know, the whole government shutdown when, when, when fucking Trump or whatever, you know, shuts it down and shit. It would be a, a fucking worldwide just work in general shutdown for, for males at least. Uh, nobody showing up to the job. Uh, they calling out sick. Um, they calling out late. There's gonna be lines out the door. You're gonna know. A lot of people say, "I don't even know which ones are the are, are the rub and tug spots." You're gonna know on that day. There's gonna be a fucking mad ass line. People gonna be taking numbers and shit. Um, look, I've never got i never gotten a massage. I've been intrigued, um, but I, I was always one. I was one of those people. How do how do you fucking know? I I my 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 luck. I roll up in there, pull the shooter out, kind of wiggle it around and shit. And next thing I know, I'm leaving in handcuffs. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know, she starts you know, grabbing up on you. You drop the fucking money in, in, in the fucking hand, and I, I'm leaving in fucking handcuffs. You know, something bad. And Worst case scenario, you're, you're this dude. How the fuck out of all the rub and tug spots, my man, Robert Kraft, how the fuck did you go to the one that was under FBI surveillance? What kind of luck is that? Was it because they knew you were there? You're fucking signing these receipts and shit, your Visa, MasterCard or whatever, and you're leaving these paper trails, and they're like, we going to get this dude, uh, Robert Kraft. I don't know. Or is it was just luck of the draw? You just happened to go to one that was getting shut the fuck down. Um, and, and I get it. Some of these ladies were probably there against their own will. If that was the case, you know, then, you know, when they're like sex trafficking and shit like that. Yeah, that's some fucked up shit, some dark ass shit right there. Um, but a lot of these other places, man, they're just ladies that are just trying to give a little handy here and there and, and, and get another, you know, easy 50 bucks in the fucking pocket. Ain't nothing wrong. Uh, I, you know hard times i think there's a lot of people who would offer their right hand uh for 50 bucks here and there Uh, a lot of people a lot of people listening to this podcast right now a lot of people uh speaking on this podcast right now might do that depending on you know where they are out where they're at in life you know how low they might have to go sometime you never you can never plan for those kind of things um so bob craft man um you motherfucker you man. How, uh that that's some funny ass shit. Now you going to you going to get fucking I think they said he's going to get suspended a couple How does a fucking GM or the owner of the game uh, team get get suspended? He doesn't fucking play. He's got to stay at home. He's got to hover around the stadium in his private private jet to watch it with his binoculars out the fucking window. Like how do you how do you fucking suspend him? Like remember they suspended um uh, that that dude for the Colts, Ursay or whatever, he got he got fucking suspended. And he's like the owner. He's like, well, "Fuck, what are you suspending me for?" Uh, can't snap towels at the at at the fucking players' butts in the locker room after the game? Oh, fuck. That sucks. But anyways, moving right along, abducted in plain sight. You got to see this shit. This shit's on Netflix. Um we we've just been having Mr. One-Uppers every week. Uh, every episode of the podcast, we've been having Mr. One-Uppers, we had, um, R. Kelly taking, uh, the surviving R. Kelly shit, oof, I got into that shit, I only saw one episode of that shit, I saw enough shit, I was like, man, they have an actual series of this shit, like, what's the season finale, if this, this is the first episode of this shit, this R. Kelly shit, what the fuck is the season finale, and I guess we now found out what the season finale was, uh. Fuck it, abducted in plain sight. I'm already on L- K- R-, R. Kelly. Let's fucking, let's fucking roll with it. The, the, the fucking season finale of Surviving R. Kelly just uh, apparently um, aired. Uh, homie has finally been arrested. Um... Two decades too late, but somehow, I don't know if these are new tapes that surfaced, old tapes that surfaced. Uh, I have a feeling they're probably new tapes because if they, they were the old tapes and he was already got cleared of all that shit or they failed to press charges on him on that shit or he got acquitted. I can't remember what the fuck happened to homie, but look, they got, they got more tapes. Um... I I don't know how much it had to do with the last uh Whiskey Sick podcast when I got into it I maybe I rose enough awareness that the people uh the uh, the listeners of the Whiskey Sick podcast demanded something be done uh to uh R Kelly. Um, that's what I like to think. But this motherfucker was getting his he, here he is again. He 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 got OJ, he he got he got let go for some shit that he was 100% guilty of. He was on videotape, motherfuckers. How could you not there's no reasonable doubt when you're on camera saying your motherfucking name. He's saying his motherfucking name. The ladies are saying it's him. He's peeing on these girls and shit. But here you are two decades later, and he's getting his Martin Scorsese on again. He's getting his Martin Scorsese on again. He's, he's pausing the camera adjusting the film, zooming in, adjusting the angles and shit. He's getting his Stanley Kubrick on, on this shit, the, the, the shooting, like he's shooting The Shining or some shit. He's in here trying to make fucking Oscar-nominated fucking videos out of him, pissing on young girls. And these girls are on the camera saying their exact age. They're, they're actually saying their age. And, and, and the fucking police officer was saying, look, it, it wasn't just role play. We know for a fact it wasn't just role play. Um, this, this motherfucker's out here... Um, he he's having these motherfuckers watch his previous performances like he's like <coughs> <coughs> whoa my bad this dude r kelly is is smashing underage chicks while he's making them watch videos of him smashing underage chicks he's on in the background his 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 own performances are on in the background that's like going to uh um that's like uh, going to Leonardo DiCaprio's house and, and he's smashing you out while watching the Titanic or, or, or fucking Shelter Island or whatever the fuck he was on. Uh, him, him in the background watching his own movies and shit while he's smashing you out. Except these are little girls and shit. Like this guy, this motherfucker was at it again. He got, he got the fucking, he, he got acquitted or whatever the fuck it was and he went right back to doing this shit. Um... I I I don't know I, I don't know what to fucking say so then he gets fucking he gets thrown up into in into the uh Chicago prison which I, I can guarantee you that you don't want to fucking be in the Chicago prison and then they had the uh the new development with the Jesse Smollett, Smollett whatever the fuck his goddamn name is uh his ass got arrested. So after the last Whiskey Sick podcast, I, I guess the listeners just were crying for Jesse Smollett's Smollett's head and, and, and R. Kelly and, and and they heard the officials heard uh, and they both ended up in the same booking room because they had their um, people were posting their uh, mugshots for R. Kelly and Jesse Jesse Smollett and they were in the exact same room. There was like the wall was identical, like the nicks in the wall like matched up. They were both booked in the same motherfucking room. They're probably both bunked together right now um, trying to come up with, I, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what they're fucking probably trying to do up in there. Uh, maybe a sequel, maybe their 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 biography when they get out of this shit. Uh, Jesse Smollett might get out of that bitch, but uh, R. Kelly... Um, you, you're peeing on girls, underage girls, in videos. You on that Cosby shit? Um, you on that super Cosby? You you on that next level Cosby shit? Actually, you probably worse than than, than that because you 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 fucking with little girls, homie. And, and you were free, homie. You were free. That's like if if OJ went and, and killed some more people after he already got off for two murders. You out there fucking doing the same shit. Man, lock him up, throw away the motherfucking key. Um, Nobody visit his ass in jail. His mammy ain't gonna be visiting his motherfucking ass. His grandmammy, his pappy, his grandpappy, his grandpa. You know, nobody's visiting this motherfucker at this point. uh, You you cannot, you cannot associate at all with this motherfucker. Like, done. You're done, son. Abducted in plain sight. So I was talking about Mister One Uppers. That's what led me to R. Kelly. And we had, you know, R. Kelly news and then Jesse Smolet came and, and stole the R. Kelly news. And then there was a little bit of Ja Rule trying to get a little bit of shine with the with the Fire Festival shit. And then, you know, now R. Kelly came back and, and snatched the headlines. But um, if you remember from the Fire Festival, my man, I forget the dude's name, homie who offered to suck the shooter, um, the the fucking Oh, the the guy who was running the whole fire festival diddy asked, you know, text him and said, uh, I need you to take one for the team and taking one for the team was a homeboy had to um, suck a customs agent's dick so that they would allow three huge tanks. I made up three, just some tanks of Evian water because they didn't have any water to provide for the people that were coming to the festival. So and they didn't have enough time to get it cleared and such. So this guy apparently cleared it and said, you know what, you send some dude over here to, to, to Robert Craft me real quick, uh, homie uh, doing the Robert Craft to try to get um, some Evian water through. And this guy fucking said, you know what, I'll, I'll fucking do it. I'll go suck a dick to get these people some fucking water, which is fucking very admirable. Um Usually, when somebody, uh, your homie, uh, tells you to take one for the fucking team, you're thinking, "All right, I gotta smash or or pretend I'm gonna smash the fat chick of this group while all the homies uh, run game." You, you know, it's like some kind of wingman th- uh, thing. Uh, they ask you to take one for the team. That usually means you, you, you're fucking the fat chick of the group, and everybody else uh, gets to run game on, on the bad betties, and, and and you're out of luck for that day. You just drew the short straw. You're taking one for the team. Taking one for the team is not sucking some random custom agent's dick. I mean, that that's a lot to fucking ask. And this guy, he wanted these people to have water, so he went and 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 fucking um with all intentions of sucking dick, he didn't end up having to suck the dick. Um, but he had the intentions to do so. And look, it's not the action, it's the thought, it's the thought that counts. And the thought was that this guy, all you motherfucking morons that went to that fire festival. This guy was going to suck dick for you so you could have something to fucking drink, homie. Something that you could, could boil your fucking ramen noodles in. Um, so now we have Mr. One-Upper because now this guy got one-upped by abducted in plain sight. You've got to watch this shit. This is about a family whose little girl was abducted not once but twice. The first time she was abducted by this fool. This guy on some weird religious shit. What he was doing is he was like abducting this girl and then playing like weird tapes and making her think like he was keeping her like held captive and then playing like uh, tapes of his voice sounding like all like an alien voice and he was trying to make it sound all high pitch and shit and he was making her think that she was abducted by fucking aliens and she fucking believed it. Well, this girl, little girl was actually, her Her parents were friends with this guy. They knew this fucking guy. He was some kind of, he was somehow, I can't even remember, but they, they They. were friends somehow. And this guy used to come over and that's how he met this little girl and shit and fell in love with her and whatnot. Well, so they finally get this kid back. You know, they tr- they're They. able to track this girl down. She was abducted. This guy ran away with her to, to like Mexico or some shit. Um, they were able to get him to come back to the States. He talks them, the parents, out. Oppressing charges. I don't know how you can do that when you're kidnapping a little girl. Uh, he's saying the guy pulled some strings and said he thought he was just taking. He had permission. He convinced the parents to say that he had permission to take her, and he thought he was taking her on vacation. They didn't know that he was he was raping her at that time. Uh, so he talks the parents into not pressing any charges. So this motherfucker then starts fucking the mom. Yes, the guy who 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 abducted her daughter. Now starts smashing her. Starts smashing her out. Why? So he could be close to the daughter still. So he could still keep seeing the daughter right under her motherfucking nose. This guy seduced the mother in- into cheating on her husband with him. So he's smashing. Look, I know what you're thinking. The holy, the, 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 the fucking holy grail smushing smashing a, a fucking a, a mammy and a daughter. It's like all dudes. Of age daughters. That's that's the key right there. A mother and daughter combination of age is the holy grail. This dude was smashing mother and daughter, and the daughter was like 12 homies. It gets worse. Homies, it gets fucking worse. So he feels that it, the dad is, is starting to catch on to him and shit. And 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 what and whatnot. And and so They're having a conversation in the truck and this guy is just a master manipulator. He starts uh, uh, crying and and sobbing and, and, and says that, you know, his marriage, his own marriage, this guy, you know, is also married himself. So not only is he he's cheating on his his own wife with another dude's wife and his daughter and abducted her. He's cheating on his own wife and now he's 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 confiding in the father of the daughter. That you know his life isn't going well, and he he he's he's not getting what he needs from his wife and he and he's sexually pent up and all this shit. And he talks the motherfucking dad. No shit, homies. Here it comes. He talks the dad. I know spoiler alerts. It is what it is. Spoiler alert. He talks the dad into giving him a motherfucking Robert Kraft. He gets the handy. He get he talks the dad into giving him the handy. So think about this, man. And listen, if you're giving handies, he, he, he asked the guy, he asked the dad if he could just help him out because he needed to release some shit. So his manipulation is he's trying to sexually be connected to every one of these people in the family so he could ultimately be with the daughter. This is the links that he was going at to be with a 12-year-old girl. He, he was smashing the mom and then now he's getting a handjob. He talks the dad into giving him a motherfucking pity handjob, a fucking pity craft. And he does it. And I'm telling you what right now. If you're giving a dude a hand job, you're giving him a mouth job too. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this motherfucker got domed up by the father. So not only. Yo. We the holy trinity here. This motherfucker smashed out the daughter. Which is fucking wrong. 12 year old. not, Not cool. And then he smashed the mom. He was smashing the mom and got domed up, handied by the fucking dad. He's smashing them all out. Then. He abducts the girl again and he takes off and then shit goes over. They let him fucking take the girl again. And so he takes off and tries to like marry her and shit and like holds her hostage. And it turns into this whole thing. And the little girl is actually in love with the guy. He's he he. He manipulates her and, and brainwashes her into thinking that she's abducted by aliens and she's on some kind of special mission and she has to keep fucking this guy and she actually loves this guy and, and and calls her parents and tells her tells her parents to tell the police to leave him alone because she's in love with him and it's all part of this mission that she's trying to accomplish. This shit is motherfucking crazy. But this motherfucker won up the fire festival guy by fucking uh, uh, getting a handjob from the pappy. That is the fucking... That is the cherry on top, right there. You got the, that was the curveball. That would, that was, that was, you know, the changeup when you're expecting the 95 mile an hour fastball down the pipe on three two, and he throws the changeup in the dirt, low and away, and you're just fucking way out in front. I mean, you, you had no idea that this dude was all of a sudden now gonna fucking jerk off, get jerked off slash domed up by the motherfucking pappy. Think about that shit, homies. He he he's illegally illegally smashing a daughter now he's smashing the pat the mother and he's getting domed up by the pappy my god this guy is on some fucking jim jones ain't got shit on this fucking guy i know he 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 talked in like thousands of people but this i mean you talk just a regular old man into giving you a fucking handjob in the fucking back of the fucking 1992 toyota tacoma I mean, that's some shit right there. That's some motherfucking shit right there. So that dude's Mr. One-Upper. Um, I forget your motherfucking name, but go check that shit out. Go check Adducted in Sight Out. Now, speaking of Ja Rule, I mentioned him a couple times. Just before I get the fuck out of here, I want to throw this shit out here because this shit was mad funny. This dude stay, t- stays taking L's. And I, 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 I'll tell you, I, I was into Ja Rule for a very brief time. His his, his album, his first album, Vinny Vici, is a classic a classic, a hip-hop classic. I, I don't use that word lightly. It is a classic. It's fucking dope. You got DMX and Jay-Z on tracks with him and shit. It was a fucking banger. Like, me and the homies were, like, excited that this dude Ja Rule was coming because we're like, this is, like, another, like, dope DMX-type type rapper. And then he went, like, with his very next album, went on some J-Lo fucking sing-songy-ass bullshit, and he was never the same again. Um, this fucking guy, Ja Rule after this whole fire festival shit. I guess it did one thing. If it did anything, it got his uh, it got his name out there again. People know that he exists. But uh you gotta hear this shit. So this motherfucker Ja Rule, uh now I don't know if this shit was like edited or or, or what the fuck is going on here. But this dude Ja Rule uh was performing at halftime of the Bucks game of the um um, Milwaukee Bucks, the NBA team. Uh, for you, motherfuckers that don't fuck with the NBA, um, and he came out at halftime to perform, and, and and his shit was trash. Like he he's trying to play to the crowd, and there's literally, a, a, you could hear a pin drop. You could you can't hear anybody. nobody's talking at all. There's no cheers. There's no nothing. Now I don't know if somebody just. Fucking edited the video and, and took out all the crowd noise and shit. I don't know, but I do know this: Giannis Antetokounmpo, aka the Greek freak, aka this year's MVP, um, who happens to play for the Bucks, and the Bucks are one of the best teams. Their best team in the East, I believe, right now, maybe around there with Toronto. Those two teams are, are fucking battling for the top two spots. Um, but this dude, this dude, Giannis. Uh, came out at halftime and was shooting, warming up, shooting threes and shit while, while Ja Rule was still on the court performing and shit. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? He gave him the Jeremy Stevens fucking treatment, like, for real, and just kept shooting hoops during this motherfucker's performance. Like, Ja Rule standing behind him, like, rapping and shit, and this dude's, you know, shooting hoops and shit. But listen to this motherfucker. I don't know, listen to this shit. Crickets crickets, no, we are not ready, I guess not. <laughs> I guess not yeah homie i I don't know, it was a bad look homie there there was literally zero crowd participation. He's trying to hype them up, and there was literally, literally not one person. It was like somebody was saying prayer at, at fucking Thanksgiving. It, it was quiet as a motherfucker in there. Not one person fucking talking. Not one baby crying. Not one kid screaming for fucking cotton candy or anything. Nothing going on in that motherfucker. This dude trying to hype. What the fuck are you doing in Milwaukee, Job rule What the fuck are you doing in Milwaukee? They don't even want you in New York, but you're in Milwaukee thinking that somebody... Gives a fuck about a 2,000 artist. Oh, but my album came out in 99, so I guess we could Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Ja Rule. You taking mad L's, homie. Not only did your career get ended by motherfucking Eminem, like literally ended by Eminem, and 50 Cent, 50 Cent and G-Unit, they all shit on him. Now he's trying to make this comeback, and his only way to try to make a comeback was to try to start a fucking phony-ass festival at a fucking... Uh, deserted island with, with fucking uh, American cheese and, and, and Wonder Bread uh, sandwiches. That's what this dude was trying to sell. And now he's out here trying to make a comeback off of the success of a fucking documentary that shitted on him. That shit made him look stupid. He wasn't the main guy, but he was funding it. And then after it was done and it, it fell fucking completely apart, he was trying to defend it still. And he looked like a complete asshole. And he's trying to make a name off of that. That's how desperate this dude is. He's trying to, to resurrect his career from a documentary that shat all upon him. Shat in its hand and slapped him across the face, all about the face with it. It's a bad look for you, Ja Rule. Milwaukee, stand up, you gangster motherfuckers, you savages in Milwaukee. Uh uh, that was that was ruthless. I don't know how you guys they were doing. You remember that old uh Mannequin challenge, remember where everybody would like sit still and they would like pan around the room and everybody would be like dead still. I think that's what the the motherfucking uh, Milwaukee fans uh, what they what they planned. I don't know how they got it, you know, around the stadium, how they got word around the stadium that they were gonna do bring back the mannequin challenge during the Ja Rule performance, but they pulled it off. They pulled it off. It was fucking beautiful. I was laughing my motherfucking bitties off. Uh, ja Rule still taking L's, uh, but look. If there's always a positive side here at the, uh, the Whiskey Sick Podcast. You're still doing better than R. Kelly, my man. You're still doing better uh, uh, than Jesse Smole, motherfucker. Uh, you're still doing better than Cosby. You're still doing better than a lot of motherfuckers. Um, so hold your head up, Duke. Uh, things will get better. Whew! There you have it, homies. There you have it. Uh, another classic episode. episode. This is uh, episode 70. Seventy motherfuckers. If you all haven't listened to the to the old shit, go back to the archives, motherfucker. Go back to the older episodes. Go back and listen to that shit. There's there's fucking fire everywhere. Fire. All those motherfuckers who've been there from the beginning, we uh, thank you. Uh, all the the ten new listeners that have come aboard, thank you. Um, tell your homies to tell that motherfucking homies. Um, you know, uh, whiskey sick podcast. If we don't got it, you don't fucking want it, homies. But we're going to keep rocking. Hopefully, I'll be able to do this a little bit longer now. Uh, Pappy Gecko, um, I'm taking on my new role now. Executive CEO of Pappy Gecko uh, Enterprises here. Uh, got, got some work to do with the with with the, with the Triple Champ. Um, we got him doing some sit-ups and some little push-ups and shit. We've been drilling, like I told you earlier, we've been drilling the the, the triangles and, and, and the closed guard. So we're, we're, we're making some progress. We're on track. Uh, training camp is in, in, in full swing right now. Um, so be on the lookout for Little Man, um, Little Triple Champ. He's coming along quite well. Until then, motherfuckers, this has been Wh- Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 70. Man, I never would have thought I would have done 70 of these. Um, but fuck it. I'm going to keep going strong, uh, keep growing long, growing long. I don't know. I need to shut the fuck up. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 70. I be Seth Gecko aka Moody Motherfucking Hank and I am out
1: motherfuckers! <laughs> now I lay you down to sleep, fuck your soul, I take your heart, the song's your only beat. I'm going deeper than the echo from the pussy, you become used to one, and only chance to get back in my life, it ends tonight. My pen will write the wrongs as long as I don't spend the night. Just reminded, rush to hide my number two. We tend to fight at times whenever I bend the sleight of hand to break some sight. This place is night and day. All at once, no wall to stunt. See, all I want is just Time we never spent this gaining interest, taking inches from a foot. We never had to stand on. Not a chance to jump off. Must just be the sum of all fears that added up. Flashback that night had enough. Fast track, jack, not crash, and scrub. Up what's more, hit the dashboard. as for now. Let's fast forward. Back to where we once were. Once stood. Some nerves have no feeling. Don't go burn them bridges. This is how we find our way back home. Cast a stone, that's that ass, now throw it back. Crush your glass, I'm showing tracks. Hide the scars. Might be hard, my heart is sleeveless Start the grieving process, all this last pay you visits once a month the fuck is up the flowers bloom but once a year the hour looms as much as clear you lock the door you walked up out a key don't fit you need a spare please don't sit you'll see a pair tuck and stare so Now you yeah. rock the you got man. move to this stand up and groove a bit now hands up and lose that bitch now that sounds like round my way found my name. now i'm bound to drown away shout my name crowd so loud it's bound to sweat Never thought I'd see you, now I see you clearly Now I'm looking at you, don't you look away now Don't you say my name out, Doubt I passed the same route That you took and ran out, that you took and ran out Settings change, pictures fall, tables turn The wick is all that's left to burn, the bags are packed No clothes or theft, your plans are that you're never coming back I never stomach that much of the fucking shit you fed me What you say, we hang it up, ten foot rope just ain't enough Let's take shots, don't aim it up, won't pull back, to staying stuck Fuck it, toss it with your name, if I lost it be the same as if i brushed my shoulders off like a true hope even you know motions fall down by the waist i guess we're all out of the daylight won't you say hi to your fate i'll introduce you might seduce you you two could go so far i won't lie make no mistake if i die before i wake i dare to dream just the same just to say that i can fly away from here i've been to hell and saw you there in mid-december all alone i just remember packed your bags and left Best you know, the road that you came riding in is frozen over No way out, almost sober, don't go now you never make it Never thought I'd see you, now I see you clearly Now I'm looking at you, don't you look away now Don't you say my name out, that I passed the same route That you took and ran out, that you took and ran out So now you rock you back and you move Stand up and groove for it, now hands up and lose that bitch Now that sounds like found my way, found my lane Now I'm bound to drown the way, shout my name cry so loud, it's bound to slide Tried to, to race my train of, race, of race, thought my train Through the crossroad, chain of laws, break and stall Eyes wide shut, tried my luck to, now I'm driving Riding on in search for words that might describe you Swerved and turn, pulled up right beside you Tried to look you eye to eye, I'm on stilts and looking past you, at you, trapped you, fastened down, Not you, strapped you, passing out, flash was loud, the sounds were bright. imagine how I found tonight, but lost today, the song will say, I rode the beat and blew her back out, hit the snares, we're moving fast, now wet and bare and couldn't last, how do we move on, hard to stay, thoughts escape, disguises memories, forever we will sever, leave from veins and stain the floor, which takes me more time to wipe and stay clean, these rhymes are right, I paint scenes, and you ain't in a before. but now you now say we have get me. up, move to this, stand up and groove, we're big, now hands up and Lose that bitch, now that sounds like found my way, found my lane, now I'm bound to drown way. shout my name, cry so loud, it's bound to swipe, never thought I'd see you, now I see you clearly, now I'm looking at you, don't you look away now, don't you say my name out, now that I passed the same ride that you took and ran out, that you took and ran out, so now you got you bounce, and you move, this is the stand up and groove for big. Now hands up and loose. That bitch, now that sounds like round my way. Found my lane. Now I'm bound to drown the way. Shout my name. Cry so loud. It's bound to
0: swine. bound to bound to It's bound to